Hi, I'm Bryce. And I'm Jimmy. We are telecom and creative professionals. We're also fans of podcasting as our respective careers give us an abundance of windshield time. While there is a podcast for just about any obscure topic you can think of, there was no regular podcast pertaining to Montana politics. That is why with our combined powers, we are Montana Voices Podcast. We strive to be an independent voice for all issues pertaining to Montanans and Montana politics. We also strive to be very forthcoming with our personal biases as we attempt to see beyond them. Montana Voices Podcast does not operate in a vacuum. We need your support. Whether that be listening to our cast, providing us feedback, sending us conversation topics, sharing our content, or providing financial support. We look forward to a long career in podcasting with your added assistance. Well, welcome back to Montana Voices Podcast, episode 47, getting up there and also getting back to normal. There's a lot of turmoil in the world, but I'm glad that things are stationary here because we are back with our founding and only members bryce it's nice to have you back not just being uh the man behind the curtain today ah thanks jimmy it's great to be back in front of the microphone here uh you know i just feel new new year new me here absolutely this is the resolution to do more of this or yeah you know consistently more cast episodes for uh you know our dedicated listener base well, we, we got to pay the bills, you know. Well, 47, and we had guest host, or guest host, I had uh, Mana from Mana Online on last time, um, um, and Bryce was with us, but uh, behind behind the scenes, like I mentioned, and wagging his I finger like at us at every misstep we took while we did it, but let's get uh, right into our new, or business, Bryce. Yeah, let's go for business first here. As always, our website, montanavoicespodcast.com. If you'd like to hit us up with any kind of questions or concerns, if you'd like to be on the cast, hit us up at our email, montanavoices at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at Montana underscore voices. Our Facebook account is at Montana Voices Podcast. And you can look up all of our episodes on YouTube by searching Montana Voices Podcast. Where we have the finest, uh, I think the last two episodes that we had train B-roll in the middle of nowhere. You know, that's another side uh, resolution of mine as well is to try and contribute more to the B-roll because I've uh, contributed zero frames at this point. <laughs> well, it's mostly just B-roll of me driving places, but we have some beautiful B-roll. There was trains, there was clouds, um, there was the moon once. Uh, I forget what else. Oh, we've had many hiking trails on there with the gimbal, so it's stabilized. You get to see the most beautiful parts of Montana. But let's, uh, let's very quickly go into our old news, just a recast of last week. Oh, we... I don't know. Uh, Chris is a, uh, a internet personality that does stuff online with the Twitch. It's a whole different culture I don't understand, which is partially why we had him on. So we got way off track many times, um, which is why we need a moderator ourselves. But um, we are, uh, there was a terrorist coup in the house, apparently. Oh, yeah, that was pretty wild to watch. Well, um, that is old news. This is more than a week ago. We're reporting on a potential right-wing coup in the house at that time but it turned out to be a real coup <laughs> or attempted wow. coup that's wild to look back on now but yeah uh really certainly did happen uh attempted oh i feel like we should get into that later on in the cast though yeah imagine telling this to your kids i was like ah when to oh, work one day it was, it was a weird conversation i tell you and a bunch of people cosplaying as uh, what disney tells you pocahontas looks like um <laughs> tried to overtake the government and then i went back to work that's spoiler it didn't work out well oh we talked about white indians and quite a few things on tribe manners um I think the uh, Crows were taking tribal sovereignty and tribal authority over non-tribal members and police matters to the Supreme Court. There's not an update on that, though gears of justice turned slowly. CSKT were taking over the bison range. And um, I, we talked about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I don't know why. That is very old news. But we were, oh, because of our relationship with the tribe or, or lack of a good relationship with the tribe. So with that, I guess let's jump right into our new stuff here. She didn't like the tribes, huh? Um... No, no, she, uh, I wouldn't say that she didn't like the tribes. Uh, I would say she made a bunch of decisions that I think were short-sighted. Like, uh, for example, the, it was a tribe in New York, and I still can't remember their name, but they had an allotment of land. Much of that land was taken away with checkerboard ownership. Basically, the uh, government decided it had value, and they wanted to sell it to whites, and then did. 
And so that land was essentially taken from them, even though it was guaranteed to them via treaty. So land was taken, and then, you know, a century later, the tribe goes and buys up the land on the private market. And since it was a part of the original allotment, they tried to t- take it to the court system that they shouldn't have to pay property taxes to a different government entity because they're their own government entity that collects their own taxes. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that we shouldn't reopen the old wounds or that are the ashes that are, we shouldn't re-smolder them basically, which doesn't make any sense because obviously the matter isn't settled. Like uh, pointed out with the the sailors taking over the bison range, another area that was guaranteed to them via treaty that they are, they got back, they got the legal rights back to in 1964, I believe. And it took till today or very recently for them to actually get the control that not only was assigned to them in treaty with the federal government, but also was decided in the courts in 1960s. So it doesn't sound like these matters are not done smoldering at all. Yeah, something about the gears of uh, running slowly. Uh, you I, just I did said, say that. <laughs> yeah, like, geez, that's some bullshit, though. It should go a lot faster for them. I'm happy to see that they get control of the herd again, though. Uh, I really hope that they sell some sort of bison burgers or something up in that area because uh, I don't know if you people have bison burgers, but they sell them at the restaurant in uh, Hungry Horse, the Huckleberry Lounge or Huckleberry Cafe, I think it is. Oh, I've been to Hungry Horse many times, but never uh, the Huckleberry yeah. place with the bison burgers. Oh, stop there and get some Huckleberry coffee. Oh, I'm going to take the next... I'm going to take the next road trip for the, up, up that area. I'm going to stop there. The tour van will break down there. But... Ooh, gosh, that's some good. You know, we're coffee junkies on this channel as well, uh, specifically Montana type of coffee. And, Jim, that's one I totally forgot about. They have huckleberry. Real huckleberries. Not, not elderberry mixed in, but real huckleberry. Risk your life uh, out there harvesting them with the bears, huckleberries. Which is a uh, lucrative business. Uh, if you're unemployed, huckleberries go for about $50 a pound at the right time. That's a Ziploc bag, basically. There's also bears out there, though. Yes, so, there's you know, also a lot of bears. They love huckleberries as much as we do. Well, I have, uh, I have seen a few bears huckleberry hunting myself, so it's a very real danger. But it'll be interesting to see how the bears fare against the wild boars that are coming, I hear. Back to the wild boars that still aren't here. Well, I mean, tomorrow's the new day. It's a new year. <laughs> I'm always told we're building the wall on the wrong border. We've got to keep the uh, boars and Canadians out. But the boars, I mean, that's, uh, you know, um, it's, I mean, I know we have to keep it in Montana, but this is just strikingly resembling of um, was the emu war in Australia. Oh, the emus? I remember something about that. Yeah, they uh, fought pretty hard down there. They're still alive, too, today, so, you know, tell me who won that one. Good point. Uh, boars will be forever, um, you know. But uh, into the new stuff, I have a few things here from the Montana Post, and I don't know why we keep on citing these people, because they're sort of an opinion rag, and it's a very far-left opinion rag. I think they picked up where the, uh, remember Montana Cowgirl for a few while? almost yeah. a decade now, which may or may not have been aides or people working on behalf of Schweitzer. Maybe, we suspect. We may never know. Wow. But they, uh, who knows, maybe they're the same people. What is this, the Montana Post? Yeah, they call themselves the Montana not, Post. But I'm not even going to say the name of this platform program that they're running on the side here, but uh, yeah, this is it's yeah, not a right looking website, I guess. So this is quite the imagery of Senator Taines that they have. Oh, they the back big head there. caricatures. Uh, yeah, that's very, very tasteful. Well, that's what that's the new thing for political characters, the big uh, goofy heads or whatever. I know um, that that one other terrible thing in Great Falls. Uh, I I can't remember their name, but they're not they're no good. They do the same thing. So maybe this there's. This is akin to uh, enlarging Schumer's nose and AOC's eyes. Yes, that thing in Great Falls. Uh, what, it's not the electric. The electric's the one that tries to be news. Oh, those guys. Um, <laughs> those guys. Exactly, those guys. God. 
Yeah, I, I don't want know, to call it's it the, the electric GF2. It's not. It's, no, no, um, we don't want to smear their uh, good journalistic <laughs> and integritous name. The E-City Beam. That's them. <laughs> uh, those guys, um, which uh, is about as uh, fair and balanced as these Montana Post people just on the other side, but they possibly hire the same artist to do the caricatures. Ah, I didn't know if they had artwork over there. Uh, well, I mean, they've got the uh, big-eyed AOC, usually. And oh, I got that on like political mailers and such. Um, but it's just this imagery of Senator Danes on this uh, website reminds me of it. The mailers that I got when they were, I think it was when Tester won. They were pushing really hard against AOC and Schumer, even though AOC wasn't running here. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're very concerned about AOC, I've said this before, it's time for you to move to New York, put your votes Over in, around. handle that problem. Only way. <laughs> Country needs you. Look what happened in Georgia. That wouldn't have happened if everybody here moved there and voted for her. You know, 11,000 people, or 11,800, some, it was all. Uh, I just need to find 11,672 votes. I think that's the number off the top of my head, but something like that. getting into Regardless. national matters, which is a uh, a big mess. I mean, surprisingly, Montana matters make um, what's happening on the national level look uh, civil and normal. As we'll, we'll get to Danes and we'll get to uh, all right, uh, Nudson. He's our new Attorney General, and the Montana Post says he has a childish view of the Constitution. Of course, it's over guns. They're taking the very left position on uh, that's not what the Constitution meant in in my opinion, but they are, and of course that character of them, as well, let's just skip all this, uh, these people, because they've gone full derangement, they're upset about Trump, um, and this was just, this is outdated by almost a week now, before there was, I think, we real to cause to be upset about here. Trump. So, Missoula is keeping masks, let's talk about that. Oh, absolutely. Yep, uh, Missoula County is keeping the masks, and that... It's something I wanted to put in there because there's a few places they're keeping masks. Whitefish, surprisingly, on the uh, progressive edge of masking. They say masks, but having been to Whitefish, I don't know how much luck they're going to have enforcing that. Or I'm imagining very little. So, But Missoula is keeping the masks. Uh, I think Bozeman may be as well, um, even though the governor, our new governor, has not yet rescinded the mask order or the... Uh, or the other directives like social distancing and then limiting gathering size. That hasn't happened yet, even though he said he believes in personal responsibility, but it feels like he's not doing anything yet. He said once we reach a guideline, a different percentage or something, then he'll consider revoking the directives. So as of now, nothing has been done, but the counties have been quick to jump on it under the suspicion that he may in the future rescind the mask order. I see. Yeah, Great Falls. Uh, I see everyone taking the masks off, probably. Uh, I think so, too. Especially in Great Falls, the city-county health department, and this is sort of the thing I wanted to point out here, are folks that aren't elected by you over there. You don't vote for whoever's running the city-county health department or board of directors over there, but they claim to have the authority to make a mask order. Interestingly enough, the city and county commission did not take this matter up at all. Well, I wonder how that'll play out, and uh, yeah, we'll see how people deal with that. Uh, I keep on hearing that change is a coming. Yeah, someone's gonna get, you know, don't tread on me or something. I'm sure, you know. We'll, we'll, this problem will handle itself. I'm sure. Well, vaccines are coming. It's in Montana. I think we're we're still phase one at this point. So healthcare, and we're not even to phase two yet, where you get the elderly and at risk. So that'll be interesting to see uh, when that happens. Are you going to get it? Uh, I don't think we have a choice, Bryce. Oh, I mean. I, I grilled Mana on the last one really hard um, because he was going, he's not going to take it, um, going that route. And Oh, well, I disagree with that on his regard. Oh, on his I regard. Think he will have to get that. Uh, yes, that's what I was saying. If uh, I, I imagine enforcement will come the same way we handle 
regular vaccines. So if you want to send your kid to school, if you want to do sports, if you basically want to be a functioning anything in society, you'll have to have a uh, proof of vaccination like anything else. So, but we'll see how that plays out, which is why I say I, I doubt we really have a whole lot of choice in the matter. I would personally prefer to wait for version two, just in case, but that's maybe not an option for us. Yeah, well, we'll see. I don't know. You know, if, if it ends up doing something bad to me, then so be it. But I, I feel like we'll be all right. Well, I, I think we'll actually uh, be all right either way. I mean, me personally, hopefully. <laughs> but that's, uh, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out with our uh, new governor at large, Greg the Body. I'll uh, just toss that in there. Oh, but, yeah. Look out, reporters. If uh, he'll be interested in um, putting any guidelines towards whom should be getting the vaccine. So far, he's been pro-vaccine, which is something that really has to upset his base or part of his base. Because I think the anti-vax people are uh, shifting to the right now. Wow. What a time. Uh, it's, and it's such a weird thing. Previously, it, it's not the people you think it was. But I've read a few articles, uh, including New York Post and I think, uh, not a Forbes, but one of those other outlets from Montana, about uh, they were studying anti-vaxxers and who is mostly doing that. And it's not the uneducated, you know, trailer park boys that you think of. It was actually upper middle class, highly educated, you know, master and doctorate holders that were um, basically the liberal elite that were not, that were the anti-vaxxers at large. Um so it'd be it's interesting that it's now shifting to the right, and of course you got to um, the religious people, which are usually on the right. They uh, they apparently didn't outnumber those smart liberals that don't like vaccinations. Ah, well, they're they're a bunch that will always be there for sure. Oh well, for sure. Well, always uh, count on them to show up. Well, we uh, spoke on Great Falls. Uh, the aquatics are back, or they're not. I am not sure. This is an ongoing saga over there. They uh, they built the first pool in the swamp, and that one sank. And then the uh, they put the second bi- the pool in the swamp. And it turns out all of Great Falls is a swamp, because they cannot find some solid ground to put this on. I thought they were going to do Lions Park. Lions Park is in the swamp. Oh, well... Uh, that's unfortunate we have all that swamp. We should maybe look at going uh, like up by the airport, maybe. I don't think there's much swamp up on the hill. Well, I, Unless I, we have a swamp hill. A swamp, well, I call it swamp, but it's uh, just loose soil. It's like a clay, it's, I guess. It's a swamp. It's a, <laughs> Great Falls, the swamp. Drain the swamp, Bryce. It's the same as Bozeman. It's a swamp. <laughs> well, the uh, issue was to get the assistance from the, uh, the feds on this because it was a... Uh, think a 10 million dollar grant from uh, dod i think because the facility wouldn't benefit the uh Malmstrom, of course but without uh, it needs to be near Malmstrom in order to be eligible for that funding i don't require the exact distance but it needs to be up on that uh um was that east end of town yeah accessible easily by the base basically yeah because they don't have cars so it's an important and great falls <laughs> is huge <laughs> Gas is expensive for the Dodge Chargers. <laughs> yeah, all this for a Dodge Charger. It takes 10 minutes to drive the length of Great Falls, but this is a concern. But it's I understand the stipulations that it's uh, for the uh, Air Force, essentially. But they uh, So it is back, possibly. There was some turmoil over that because the, uh, those people we mentioned before, the uh, not the electric, those other people, E-City Beat, the uh, editor-in-chief and owner and, and publisher of the ECD Beat is a uh, architect in Great Falls, and he was using that platform to push forward uh, this narrative that he basically he wasn't asked. It should have been his contract to be the architect on this, but they uh, they didn't ask him, so he was making a big stink out of that. And as per usual, I think it was the same thing with the meatpacking plant or something similar that he they were accused of cronyism or the good old boys club, as per usual. Which well, I uh, mean, stuff's supposed to go to RFP, isn't it? Well, the architect hasn't been assigned yet. This was a preliminary, so I think the city architect handles that, I believe. Oh, well, yeah, if they have a city architect, I'd assume that he would be that he would be his job, I would think. There there is a city architect, but it's the um same narrative. It just sounds like the people don't like working with this guy that owns that 
right over there and uh, try to avoid him, which uh, reading some of the things and some of the uh, big no Schumer articles he publishes that uh, maybe he's not that pleasant of a guy. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, yeah, so that one, there's, of course, drama with that. And I think I am, I believe that Great Falls infighting and this sort of uh, dispersion that you have over there might prevent that pool from ever getting built, which uh, I think happens to a lot of good things that would benefit Great Falls. You know, you're probably right on that. I wish I was more upset about it, too, but, like, I just don't care to swim as much as I used to, I guess. Uh, but the kids love it. Yeah, well, you know, the Air Force will end up building it if they want it eventually, and then, you know, maybe we can use it. Uh, there are those that say you don't need a pool. You've got the um, part peak over there. They've got a hot tub. <laughs> well, I can't argue with that. They do have a hot tub, however, that does tend to attract some creepers, I'm told. Uh, or <laughs> they call it a business office. The, the peak that business office. Which is, is what we call a red flag. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. But uh, as a former Great Falls resident, I did enjoy the peak over there. Primarily, they have that kid splash deck in there. And I was probably wasting too much money on this. It was a New Year's resolution one year, so we got memberships that included the kids. Or we snuck the kids in because they don't have their own ID cards. So we'd have multiple of the same card. Um, because if you ask for a replacement, they just give you one. And so I was like, oh, scan your car, kid. And they, they'd they all do it. And I only had two kids at that time, so not that big of a deal. But And then they would go to the uh, the splash deck. They got the buckets that go down and the swirl pool and fun stuff for kids. Uh, Missoula at has the that. Peak? Yeah, at the peak. Wow. But the price is ridiculous for a single person. At that time, it was like 80 bucks a month. And this was five years ago. So that's a decent chunk of change um, to go have your kids play in a pool, but so I made a point to use it more often than most just so we can get our value out of it. Yeah, I'm not paying money. <laughs> 80 bucks a month or uh, one, I think 150 for couples, which is, geez, that's $2,000 a year for this. It's mighty steep. Uh, Missoula gives that away for free. It's, um, there's, I think, I want to say 10 splash decks around. It's basically a concrete pad with buckets and things that spray and stuff that the kids love. Which were uh, closed this year due to COVID, which is weird. The 50% chlorine solution, uh, you close that when there's a pandemic. But perhaps I understand. Well, they just don't want people coughing on each other's faces. You can get coughing and outside, but it. I am hopeful that you know, I, I voiced the same thing with Chris that regardless of how effective the vaccine or is or how many people get it, I think we're going to get back to business as usual, which is pre-2020, um, regardless of uh, what the numbers show, unfortunately, for the people that will die. But I think that's in our future. Well, you know, they're uh, what was it they said about sacrificing Sacri- um, greater good. I, I don't know, but. Grandma's got to put her life on the line for us for some shit. So, oh, oh yeah, the you know old people would die for the economy. Wasn't that the narrative? Something like that. I I heard a lot of really twisted, apathetic shit. <laughs> <laughs> like on the um, the morning shows on 1450 here in Great Falls. I remember one morning they were like, ah, oh, you know, would we put the? Are we willing to risk the lives of our? older generation in order to advance our economy and like, you know, I, I, I think that's okay. And stuff. And they're all immediately like rationalizing. It's like, man, hold up. Do they realize that the people that are on 1450 are the people that are of the age group that will be sacrificed? <laughs> that that occurred to them. Like, like these old people sitting in their cars waiting for McDonald's to open up. And this is the shit they, they hear, you know, like, uh, it's uh, terrible. Uh, 1450, your news talk source. Uh, we have uh, News Talk 830 here in Missoula. And they have the, uh, it's not the uh, those people in the north, the, the northern people. They've got their own separate brand of conservatism that they're pushing over here. But uh, I don't know how that pays bills on uh, AM radio, but apparently it still does. Hmm. 
Interesting. Well, let's, uh, oh, we've got the elephant in the room here. Um, this was, uh, before a coup was presented, but, uh, the link here says Danes is very concerned about Georgia, which uh, I would argue he's not. He, uh, he's an opportunist. He rides whatever coattails he can get on. Uh, he was cozying up to Gianforte before he's kind of still has that in the bag. And when, um, when that sort of funny mentioned bags, uh, (laughs) go on. Uh, I, I know where I, you're going with this, but yeah, I'm going to make a carpet bag joke. Uh, absolutely. Well, one is warranted because he uh, was born in California. And I've asked this question before. How long is long enough to be considered a Montanan? Although born in Montana, it, supposedly, Danes has been very opaque and given different answers to how Montanan he is. He'll say he came here in elementary school. Then he said his parents lived in Montana, had to move to California for work, were born, and then immediately moved back, is his new narrative. So every time, every progressing year that he tells the story, he was uh, more in Montana. So I think he started in high school. I know, but I'm just wondering, like, how many decades does it take to to walk off the uh, Los Angeles from your step? Ugh, that never leaves you. I just say, like, I, I just feel like... You know, um, remember when on King of the Hill, when uh, Hank finds out he's from New York? Oh, jeez, I do. <laughs> it's the same thing. I feel like somebody should be putting like a California bumper sticker on Danes' vehicle all the time. <laughs> all the time, just so just to remind him, like, you are from California. Well, he uh, was riding Gene Forte's coattails, and then he went to Trump's coattails, and well, he got some you know, photos on Gene the plane Forte, with Trump. They're, they're both. I, I, they probably uh, uh, It's New Jersey. New Jersey never leaves you, does it, Greg? No, no. Uh, he, he's Greg's from San Diego. No, Greg's from New Jersey. He's from San Diego. Was okay. Born in San Diego, made his fortune in New Jersey. Was that it? Because I know he was from New Jersey. Because remember, they got Chris Christie to do that uh, phone in for him. Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> No, apparently uh, you for a couple hundred dollars, uh, Chris Christie will record a personalized message to the person of your choice, and uh, and send it to you. So uh, I guess during the last election, they have one of they paid Chris Christie to tell uh, Greg that, you know, you might have left New Jersey, but New Jersey never leaves you. It's time to come home, Greg. <laughs> and uh, oh, they were uh, playing that quite, quite a bit. Oh well, that is that is some class and grifting uh, that I enjoy, but. That's hilarious. Can we oh get Nunez gosh. to do the same for uh, for Danes there? Let me see here. He moved to... Um, uh, oh, this is ridiculous. Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's OG Bell Labs. But, um, yeah, it's looking like a lot of New Jersey mentions here. Oh, oh yeah. Well, New Jersey, Greg. That's uh, Pencil- Pennsylvania's a lot of East Coast, <laughs> East Coast and far but, east. But anyways, yeah, they, it looks like the, the 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 family took a trip out west uh, to to you know have one of them vacation births, and then uh, he had it on home. Maybe I don't know. Either way, he thinks that um, dinosaurs and people lived at the same time. Yeah, he uh, he funds that museum, which uh, is a belief that I've. Uh, there's <laughs> anyway, that's that's around. Uh, What's the Bozeman Creation Museum? I think. Oh man, there's a Bozeman one. Uh, I I think it's probably just a rented closet in a uh, Super Eight, probably. I thought it was there's the Glendive one. Oh well, maybe that's the one I'm mixing it up with. I know they have the regular um, museum in the Bird Museum or Dinosaur Museum in Bozeman. Oh well, that's the Museum of the Rockies. That's put on by like the, that's the one that Jack Horner worked at, Jack until he got. <laughs> Did we talk about Jack Horner? No, no, we didn't. <laughs> oh, Jack Horner, you dirty old man. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was he doing? Uh, one of his students. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it's uh, okay because they got man. married. They got married. They got uh, married. And 
then he's um, 74. How old was he when this happened? She was not 74. She was much younger. So uh, love uh, finds a way. Well, it it certainly did with Woody Allen. It feels like uh, maybe not the same thing, but love finds a way. (laughs) Well, I don't know, man. I mean, let me see if I can find the the pick here so you can see how love found a way. But, um, yeah. So, anyways, he got ousted by the... um, by the college there because well, probably rightfully so <laughs> you can't do this you know you you're uh this is your student and then they he got put on like the ultimate you know blacklist and then finally they ousted him and so he's at odds with them and then the last i saw i think that these two got divorced but uh you know who knows anyways that's not my business that's their marriage their private uh, life. was there big money in dinosaurs or she was Oh yeah, he can consultant work on like five Jurassic Park films. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Big money. I mean, <laughs> that's that's something. Well, this is a a sweet young thing that I'm looking at here. Well, Look. she's like an actual di- dinosaur scientist. Like she, she's into dinos as well. It's her thing. Well, the higher education pays. That's <laughs> as you can tell. It's <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> she's into dinosaurs. <laughs> Oh, well, well, let's get back to to Danes being concerned about Georgia, because, like I said, he ride whichever coattails he can find, I feel. And so he abandoned Trump uh, because he was uh, one of the, what was it, 11 senators or something that uh, signed the letter that says we want to have a hearing on this, which is one thing. But then as soon as, uh, you know, the, I guess, the fruits of the flames that he... (laughs) helped fan showed up at the Capitol door. Uh, he, uh, decided that he didn't want to do that. So yeah, well, he's on to the next coattail. So he saw that that ship was sinking and he's on, uh, I don't know who else will be attached to next. I wonder if Soros will ever come to Montana and you can be like, ah, <laughs> it'll be interesting. I don't know. He, uh, gosh, well, you know, is, do we? What else do we have to talk about here? Because like, it, it's the elephant in the room. But you know, Danes is certainly attached to this elephant. So, oh, it's it's an elephant, all right. Well, let's dive right into that. I mean, we uh, we try to be one a distraction from current event, which is why we um, I mean, and we're also not you know breaking minute by minute news. These cast comes out weekly, so it it was pointless for us to report on the cast or anything that was super fresh, other than the ideology and our, our representatives and such. So. Uh, I don't know. We don't want to date our cast too much, but I mean, you can't avoid it, can you? No, it wasn't too recently that this occurred, was it? Pretty no. It's uh, well, earlier this week, last week. Speaking of which, last let's dive right into it. I we'll, we'll go all for elephants. I am disillusioned with our people in office. I they're they're pulling the twenty fifth, or they think they're pulling it. This is a uh, Tuesday night that we're recording this. You'll probably uh, this will be released Wednesday, so. Maybe by Wednesday they would have figured something out. And they say if uh, the president is not removed by his own cabinet on the 25th, they will vote to impeach on Wednesday, which is uh, tomorrow. But he is such a dangerous th- threat that can wait the entire weekend and half of the work week. Because he's such an eminent threat that it can wait was that five days. Five days with access to the nuclear codes. But he's too unhinged for Twitter. But, jeez. So that is my current disappointment in our uh, representatives who, you know, saw the lion at their door and uh, say it's can wait till when it's an eminent threat. But next week it is. Looks like he's going to be in Texas tomorrow to talk about the border wall. So, uh, oh, great. he's cut off of all streaming pretty much. Uh, I don't think he can stream his events anymore other than through the uh, regular press corps through uh, meetings and such. So he's off of Twitter. He's off of Facebook. Um, I'm sure C-SPAN will be showing it. Uh, C-SPAN might pick it up. I, I, I heard they closed his Shopify account. They've... Shopify? Ooh. Yeah, yeah I, I know, Shopify. Um, <laughs> the uh, Olive Garden has revoked the unlimited pasta pass for Sean Hannity in response to this. So... Yeah, this is serious, serious matter. Serious um, stuff. But he has um, no platform to go to, not even parlor at this point, because uh, Amazon pulled the rug out. 
Well, you know, um, it just like make your own cloud platform to host your service on, and then uh, you know, build a data center to host that in, and then pay f- to power and you know keep that building cool and pay the property taxes on the build, pay everything, go and build your own infrastructure. Well, they might not need Hashtag to. Hashtag capitalism. I'm thinking the parlor people very, uh, I'm not sure who the developers of parlor are, but they very poorly planned this just from somebody from an IT background can tell you, why would you put the entire egg on Amazon, which uh, can decide to change their mind and say they don't like you, which, uh, they can and did. Um, and, and why would you choose the uh, you know cheapest hosting option available and have it to be your only hosting option? And also, they apparently lost all their user data in this. Uh, they got breached at the same time. So uh, people were rushing to download all of the data from Parler before Parler was pulled out of Amazon. So about apparently the entire Parler database is 70 terabytes, which is not that large of uh, <laughs> not a big disk space for... Something that I thought was huge, but I guess not. So, well, now when you think about it too, nowadays, like especially in our you know cloud, um, these terabytes are pretty cheap, and if somebody wants that information, like they can spin up their own Amazon platform or whatever, and. What I saw, there was even a Docker container put out that would, like, the second you spun up the container, it would start just downloading everything it could off of uh, this breach. Ah, technology. Stuff like that. Well, yeah. well, pull it, well they've been breached. It's, it's amateur hour over there, apparently. So. Seems so, because the way that they got in from what I was reading was something that basically every other website, you know, stops. Like you, it's one of the first things you do. I mean, MySpace is more secure. <laughs> as far as I know, they haven't been breached once. You know, I don't think they have. <laughs> <laughs> Tom is looking out for you. He did us a favor. Yeah, top-notch security over there. But yeah, I'm, I'm just well. The the subject of uh, they are a private company that can do what they want, and so is Facebook, and so is uh. Twitter, which uh, brings me to another complaint, I guess. As if this was a truly open, capitalistic market, Amazon pulls the plug on you, Twitter pulls the plug, there should be another option for you to go to. But for some reason, the American system breeds it, so there's you know essential, nearly monopolies in just about every industry, it feels like. So you can choose Coke or Pepsi, but they're both the same. Yeah, I'm complaining about, not, maybe I am complaining about capitalism. Jeez, well, we just went to a broad subject, didn't we? Sorry, Bryce, I'm blindsiding you with this. So, I'm, Yeah, I was going to say, like, this is, uh, you know, it's just, it, I will say there is a lot of poetic, um, I'm trying to think even the correct wording here, because there's so many great descriptive words I could use, but, yeah, poetic justice occurring uh, when you see these people Get the platforms deplatformized, and um, you know well, the whole time. Zuckerberg might be a California liberal, so might the uh, but gal. Uh, forget her name, the CEO of Twitter. They're probably mostly are, but I think more important than ideals, as evidenced by some of their actions, such as Bezos. Uh, Bezos, some exploitative practices, in my opinion, well, that they I mean, are more concerned with the dollar than they are virtue. Exactly. And in that regard, too, think about it from the perspective of the past leading up to this point. When you look at, um, I guess there's not really any other great examples, but specifically Facebook's kind of been a conservative haven there for quite a while. Um, You know, there's been quite a bit that they've gotten away with. And just recently when Parler kicked up, it's because they started finally coming down with the crackdown on it. Well, they barely crack down. I mean, putting a thing that says whatever you're posting hasn't been verified by independent fact checkers is not really exactly. a crackdown. No, but in this emotional state and age, everyone sees that and feels that that's the website basically labeling them as a liar. 
And so they'd rather go to a website that doesn't label them as as a liar, you know. Uh, so well, they end up at Parler. At, well, no, that now they can, but that's <laughs> for now. <laughs> who knows? Maybe Parler. I mean, there's there's hundreds of other options in this field for um, if they're unable to host their own well, or, or figure it out by themselves. There's there's competition there that other than Amazon. They Is were, it GeoCities or something? Uh, yes. <laughs> no, there there are people that will sell you. Uh, server space or server or actually the servers themselves on a rental basis i believe so them putting it all in one basket was foolish of them and actually uh really makes me wonder what the intent of this thing was to have it so one amateur poorly planned um almost like it was designed to fall in my opinion it seems like it's a perfect time now for russia to swoop in and say we'll host just your stuff parlor at which point then I wonder, is Parler going to say, yeah, you know what? We're going to host everything in Russia from now on. The Putin won't pull the rug on you. That's <laughs> <laughs> No, he won't pull it on. He may pull it over you. A different subject entirely. Oh, geez. Well, what a what a time to be alive with that. I mean, with the uh, you know, Parler takedown, I'm, I'm split on it as a firm believer in free speech, even if it's speech that I don't particularly like and I think is mostly wrong. Actually, I, I, well, when we talk about free speech, uh, First Amendment, of course, has changed. When it talks about public space, it's literally talking about a public space like a town square, which is an idea that hardly exists anymore. So it's a brave new world, Bryce. Well, you know, you can't blame uh, the brave new world for the rules of the past, you know, but those are the rules and, uh, you know, that's what they apply to. And, you know, if you want to go out into your public square and yell like a lunatic, then so be it. Everyone's going to look at you like you're a lunatic. But that's, that's if you want to go posting a bunch of lunatic-like things on uh, this private company's uh, service for which you agreed to the terms and services for... Ahead of time. Everyone always brings up account. them terms and services. I'm sorry, but if we want to look at this from a uh, capitalistic uh, perspective, if in every other manner, in every other view and angle, you, you have to use this one too. You can't, it, this doesn't get an exception, whereas everywhere else doesn't. Uh, you're right, there's not, but I, I think they're more inclined to make money. But I'm also thinking that they, uh, the CEOs of uh, Twitter, um, Amazon and uh, they Facebook are, were dragged in front of Congress, have... saw the writing on the wall. They recognize the shifting uh, winds here, and they're going to follow it to cash those checks. Well, yeah, but that's why that the terms and conditions exist. Is uh, it, It's sort of like their insurance policy. By then, you agreeing to that, that, you know, it, it, think about it in this regard. Um when you hit accept on that, from what I understand, some of these services, uh, you know, you're essentially agreeing to giving them ownership over what, whatever you're using, right? Uh, essentially, uh, specifically the Facebook one that was always been a source of contention, but just about yeah. anywhere. So let's say it. I agree your terms and conditions, and your terms and conditions say that you have ownership over my pictures. Uh, you can use them for whatever you want. Yes. That is in those terms and conditions. Exactly, it is. You, as Facebook, may not ever use my pictures ever, but you still retain that right. Why? Because I hit accept. Till the end of time on Facebook. But yeah, and then on, then they put in the weird uh, perpetuity of uh, the universe. They get into some crazy, uh, very definite. Well, yeah, this now right. includes space, of course. Space. Yeah, they they get into like universe stuff. It's pretty wild. But in doing so, they're allowed to come back and say, "Yeah, you know what? You guys are getting a little too racisty for us, so we're going to go ahead and stop now." Oh, that's not right. Just because they're on the right doesn't mean they're racist. I never said on the uh, right. You said racisty. Uh, I I know, I know what we're. How do you know at. I was talking about the right? That's it, you assuming. It was. Um, that's your assumption, own. not mine. <laughs> All right, you got me there. You got me there. Just uh, I'm. I wasn't even talking about the current. I was just saying. Uh, I'm just putting pure hypotheticals out there. But I mean, I guess now we know where your mind's going at with this. <laughs> well, the right is often accused of being racist. In the, uh, uh, the oh, so is the left. Oh no, aren't they accused of being Nazis? 
uh, Antifa, fascist, something. I don't know. All these terms blend together. Yeah, it's hard to know who's uh, who's in charge of what. But anyway, let's uh, get back to Montana and talk about the Missoula police apparently being inefficient. A, uh, a study has found that, uh, and the study was uh, purchased by the Missoula Police Department to find out how inefficient they were. Um, it was determined they have enough police officers, but they um, didn't schedule them right. They had uh, too many on the wrong shifts and, and vice versa. And so um, we increased their police funding this year. So we got that going for us. So they apparently used some of that money to figure out how where they're wasting money. That's awesome that they did that instead of just being like, well, uh, new guns for everybody. Yeah, new guns. That's what everyone, when people say, you know, this whole, I, I don't like this whole defund the police chant either myself because I think it's um, got some dangerous precedents to it as well. Well, if you're actually and, defunding police, but they're, they're not. I mean, in places where oh. we've done it, we've increased police spending in addition to giving the police more resources to do things that, uh, like, the police are a catch-all for everything. For any crisis or incident you're having, loose dog, there's a, a horse in your house, uh, your husband's trying to kill you, or some things real police stuff, other things, you, you don't need to armed officer there to handle so in places where we have gotten um a, a mental health task force basically because that's essentially what it is because the uh the police are not trained therapists or people that are probably not the best equipped to, to handle you know somebody on their worst day usually in, in that regard um so but we still send them nonetheless and uh, without the the right tools for their job as a catch-all but in places where we have those uh, alternatives, such as uh, I think Chicago has a, a good example of one, but the police funding did not decrease because of that. They're still using the police, and so there's essentially more law enforcement. So defunding the police is increasing police funding, oddly. That's pretty wild. Um, Which makes sense, because you still need the police. They're your first responders. If somebody's well, having yeah. a mental crisis, no, they're no. the first there, and then they can you know, yeah, coordinate so. and get somebody else over there. Which, With that in mind, then, I'm glad that the Missoula police have uh, found out that they are running inefficiently and are going to probably, I assume, correct these uh, scheduling and, you know, operational issues that they've got, and then they'll be a better force. Like, I know a couple people, or, yeah, I know a police officer in Missoula, and uh, he's a pretty cool guy. And I know a few, and they're the only police force I've ever not had some... They found your bike? They found my bike. Um, they're the only police... I've lived in a few different Montana towns. I've lived in Haver. I've lived in um, uh, Billings, Laurel, Great Falls, of course. But uh, I have... Uh, Bozeman for like two weeks. That hardly counts. But... Oh, I had issue with those police. Bozeman police. Another story. But the <laughs> Missoula police force are the, uh, in my opinion, probably the best in the state. As it is, even if they're supposedly inefficient. But I guess they're fixing that problem. It takes it takes balls to admit that you're inefficient. And, you know, that's the first step to becoming a better person is admitting your faults. And that already puts them in first place. Well, they're, they're doing pretty good. I have no complaints about them. And uh, this was put on here in my first... My first thing is be like, ah, the police, we defunding the police and et cetera. <laughs> so I get all angry and uh, anti-police about it, which is not who I am usually when you're good police. I'll stress that. Anywho, well, if we uh, schedule some of those officers during the day, maybe they'll get a chance to get in on our Arab food truck that's coming to town. Missoula, that is. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to try it. Missoula feels like it's the food truck capital of uh, Montana. Um, I've yet to try that Carnivorium in Great Falls. Are well. they a real like food our, truck? Or are they? No, they're, they're a food trailer. Because I, I thought, um, or at least they did, Great Falls had, a, had some regulations in that that weren't uh, very uh, forthcoming for uh, the food trailers, which is why you don't have coffee huts like you have with the city brews everywhere else and the... Uh, no, Flocos in Missoula, but I think we have a coffee hut over here, though. But we it's not a hut; it's attached to a business because the requirement is you have to have uh, running water and have a structure that's attached to the ground and foundation, I believe. Oh, I see. Which uh, it's hard to do inside of a Hastings parking lot. Good point. Good point. So. Yeah, Missoula is the, uh, I, I think, the food truck capital, unless there's food trucks in other places that I'm not familiar with. 
I thought they were very rare throughout Montana, well, other than here. Yeah, there there was the Carnivorium, but like I honestly haven't seen them in the last couple of weeks. So I now I'm wondering myself. I'll, I'll, I'll we'll look into that. We'll get back to it. Uh, not a food truck, but uh, it's not Tia's. It's uh, La Cocina. It's almost a food truck. It's as close to the food truck as you're getting in uh, Great Falls, I think. Uh, right across from the set free, they have the, uh, it's a real Mexican lady. You can tell because the, uh, the daughter works for her and the daughter's always pregnant. Been pregnant for like four years, I think. <laughs> Same kid, I assume, but it's like Bonnie <laughs> on Family Guy. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know. Maybe she has a whole bunch of daughters. I- I'm not sure, but th- it's a real Mexican family. You can tell they- they've got the English, they've got the accent. Tamales, only place to get them in Great Falls, I think. But... You know, we just came off this election. Trump promised us uh, food trucks in every corner if he lost. And um, is, is that still on the table? I'm hoping. I'm, I'm looking <laughs> so down I. the left side of the street and the right, like uh, waiting for him to show up. The taco trucks. Hopefully, it's time to get them together. Taco trucks on Pennsylvania Avenue. It's uh, we're gonna have a celebration. I think it's it's only right. Well. Let's uh, get into sad news here. Frenchtown uh, apparently hires child predators, known child predators. Well, never moving there. Uh, convicted child predators. Yeah, we'll never, ever stop in Frenchtown now. <laughs> well, they are outside of Missoula, and it is considered the uh, premier school district in the area. There are people that buy homes in Frenchtown for the sole purpose of sending their kid to the school, not living in the home. <laughs> Like, they'll buy a trailer so they could have a Frenchtown address and drive their kids to Frenchtown school. I assume that practice is going to start to dwindle a bit. Yeah, well, uh, it was a softball practice of this guy. He was the uh, the coach over there, and it was uh, young girls that he was after. But apparently he was worked in Centerville. This was in the 90s. And um, his he uh, got caught having relations with a student in Centerville, which is just right outside of Great Falls there. Um, sounds like Centerville handled that problem pretty quick, which is, uh, it was the 90s, so that's, I guess, surprising. But <laughs> it was a dark time in our history. But they they handled this guy pretty quick and uh, worked with the uh, both the uh, OPI and um, so to get his license revoked. So he couldn't teach for uh, 10 years. So I would advocate for a lifetime suspension in, in obvious cases like this. But Frenchtown rehired this guy just two months after his uh, license was uh, no longer revoked. <laughs> I, I know. Next topic. Good God. Uh, uh, this is the premier school district in uh, the Missoula County area where uh, the rich kids uh, get to go to school because their parents bought a trailer. Jesus Christ. Uh, several defendants. So uh, sounds like this was a repeat of thing. And um, in a different case, same guy, different case, in 2018, the Frenchtown paid 35000 in damages. Oh, man. Uh, next topic. Let's, let's lighten it up with some guns, Bryce. Yeah. You know, it's uh, take them, taking them into the school district there, you know, or into the campuses. Uh, yeah, not school districts. Uh, I don't know. I'm always advocating arming the children. <laughs> it's the only way. <laughs> You're right. It's the, uh, it's the only way. Bring your guns. There's a bill on the table. We're starting to get a uh, peek at the bills that are going to be coming up. They're getting drafted. Of course, no voting has taken place yet. I think uh, legislature meets later this month. I'll have to look up the date, but it's not now, but they are drafting bills. And I'll just do real quick. Uh, this is where we follow and get a lot of our bill info uh, at uh, leg.mt.gov slash bill slash info or hyphen info. Um, but leg.mt.gov will get you there where you can look up the text, see who is requesting said bill, see who the co-sponsors are, and et cetera, for everybody in your Montana legislator. Also, you can use that same tool to see a map to he- see who your legislators are, which is, a, I-, I think, a good first step so <laughs> that's uh but the bill would allow concealed carry uh in areas that it's not explicitly basically uh like airports and such uh you can't bring your guns inside the police department courthouses where uh anything that's not federal that they have authority over they want you to be able to carry your guns so bring your guns to class 
Oh, there's no way that could end terribly. Oh, no, sir. Well, if everybody has guns, the only way to stop a bad guy off a gun, I mean, you've heard. That's what I'm told, you know, so we'll, uh, like I said, we'll see how this one plays out. Well, um, we have a Republican legislator now, so uh, legislature, so maybe it'll go place. And speaking of Republican legislators, <laughs> we have a new heavy metal drummer from a, uh, a B-rated metal band. Um, who are these guys? He's a legislator up in, uh, is that Deer Lodge? Just elected. He's their second drummer because they have two. <laughs> the way that you describe that, first off, B-rated, um, I wouldn't give them a rating because that just sounds offensive. And then to call them their second drummer, that sounds like they had a previous drummer who was also the uh, representative. Uh, no, uh, they, no, the band he, has two drummers. And the band has, <laughs> the who, band who has two the drummers. Band, yes. Who is the band? Walking Corpse Syndrome. Oh, that sounds heavy metal. It, it, it does. It's, uh, it's got all the names. Yeah, all the names and all the... Uh, Oh, I'm just looking at the picture here. They're sitting in front of an abandoned building. Uh, this is very hardcore. As you would expect for a metal. I'm surprised they aren't shooting this in the forest like every... Uh, or is that just death metal bands that go to the forest and shoot oh, their... Oh, yeah, black, black metal bands from Norway uh, still lost in the forest during <laughs> cover shoot or whatever. And uh, well, let me name this guy here real quick. Oh, boy. Already forgot his name, uh, which, well, he's in the uh, 93rd House District for Montana, or excuse me, 73rd, so it's the, I think that's the, the smallest one. There's only 9,000 people there, which covers half of Deer Lodge, the less populated half of Deer Lodge. So Greg Fraser, Republican, and your representative for uh, your Deer Lodge, South Deer Lodge District. Congratulations, I'm proud of you. Well, we're going to have to have some of their music up. I, I call them B-rated. I've listened to like two songs of them when I heard this article. I'd, I'd never heard of them before. Um, or maybe I'm not really in the metal scene. Am I missing out here? Uh, I used to be in it. I'm not as much anymore. So I couldn't tell you. I know. Times change. It's all Disney classics and let it go, whatever now. but I know. Well, that stuff, that old stuff, it's just, it's too heavy, you know. I, uh... The kids aren't ready for it yet. When you listen to Holy Wars, you know you got to take it. You got to sit down afterwards, after after Megadeth. Yeah, well, he's uh, working on drafting some bills. I think uh, we are going to be the first state to prevent Lars from mastering any albums. <laughs> I really hope that we see some solid anti-Lars bills. Oh, absolutely, get that guy out. The uh, Boss Metal Tone will no longer be allowed in venues. Uh, and just, yeah, requirement, uh, hereby banned Lars Ulrich residency in Montana. Oh, <laughs> oh we could have our own Lars, but that's, <laughs> he ought to be, he ought to be. I'm surprised he hasn't. Doesn't every rich sort of, uh, we're going to have the Trumps living here, aren't we? They well, were looking uh, at places in Wyoming, before. around that Jackson Hole area, you know? Well, no, that's, uh, that's Kanye's stomping ground. Yeah, Nikki Six from Motley Crue's also down there, though. Is he? Jackson Hole? I've been to Jackson Hole. It wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Wyoming. It, it feels like Haver, which ha- has it, <laughs> by the way, but it's just flat, boring. I guess they and have a ski resort. In, exactly. But when you're in Wyoming, though, it's just missing it. You're just like, God, what... So I can get whoever came up with that catchphrase, Haver, Haver has it, that guy was probably from Wyoming. Uh, the only time I've been to Wyoming, I've seen how fast I can get out of Wyoming. Which is, yeah, that's the only uh, motivation to keep driving is to leave. Well, that's all I had in the docket here. We're, we're back in the saddle. It's uh, New Year, New Me. I think we titled our 2020 January episode that as well, so maybe I'll think of a different title for this one. Oh, jeez. Um, new year, new legislature. Because we do have a new legislature. Good name at that. Uh, um, we'll think of something. Hand this to the editors or interns. We'll handle it. Well, let's, uh, run, let's run through our business once more, and we'll uh, get this episode of Montana Voices Podcast number 47 in the bag. 
yeah so you know as always our website montanavoicespodcast.com if you'd like to hit us up with any questions or comments or if you'd like to be on the show as a guest uh, hit us up on our email address it's going to be montanavoices at gmail.com our twitter handle is at montana underscore voices our facebook handle is at montana voices podcast and you can look up all of our episodes on youtube by uh, searching for montana voices podcast uh, thank you and have a great night <laughs>